Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, guys? This is comedian Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Hey, it's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 123 for Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing, huh? Uh, Did you have a good week? Lots of fun things going on for you guys, huh? What did you get up to? Let me know. You know, I I care what did I do. I did uh, just one activation last week, only one. Um, I got a bunch more lined up. I'll be doing some, uh, as early as, you know, Thursday of this week, but uh, I'll tell you more about that later on. I got the chance to hang with Michaela. I hung out with a colleague of mine, Lydia, and we had to, uh, we tasted some scotch, uh, and I opened at Yuck Yucks all weekend. It's been a long time since I've been on the roster at Yucks and I, uh, I had a good time. I was on the show for, uh, for what was it? Three nights, uh, in a row I did shows. And I also did a podcast with Howard Wagman, the owner of the Ottawa club, on, uh, on Wednesday, of course, if you guys are listening to every episode that comes out, you heard the interview with him that came out on Friday morning. So that was fun. I had a good time, uh, just shooting the shit with Howard and uh, I think it's a half decent episode. Um, I know I also managed to get myself to the gym. I've been hanging out with, uh, with my mom a little bit cause she got her new dog, Gracie, who's absolutely adorable and a, a giant little ball of energy, very small dog, but tons and tons of energy. She's a, a type of Jack Russell called a hunt terrier. I think I mentioned that before. Um, yeah, so shit's going on. I will tell you guys all about what's going on with me and how my week's been. Let's kick that shit off right now. So, uh, the earliest thing that I can go back to last week was, uh, I ended up doing a a podcast with Howard. Like I said, check that out. I'm not going to go into it. The episode's there and it's available. Um, I, yeah, I I mean, everything you need to know about that, that's in that episode. So, so go ahead and check that out. Um, but I also did, uh, I also did the opening spots at Yuck Yucks last week and I did Thursday, Friday and uh, two shows Saturday. It was a good time. Who's messaging me now? Uh, yeah, just people texting. I should turn all my, my devices off, but you know, when you're this busy like me, you can't just, uh, you can't just abandon people. They get scared. They get worried. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what else I, I did? Yeah. So I opened up at yuck yucks, try not to get too distracted here guys, because I'm fucking annoying to listen to when my brain's going in several different directions. So, um, I opened Thursday, had a great time. I got to work with my buddy, Greg Schroeder, who I haven't seen in a long time. And I believe he was filling in a spot just Thursday night. So Greg Schroeder was hosting and then I got to see Peter White and, uh, Kyle Hickey from, uh, from Halifax, Kyle Hickey and Peter White, I believe lives in Toronto, but, uh, made his home in the UK for a few years, Canadian, but made his home in the, in the UK for about five years. Um, great seeing him. Uh, and then the following night, uh, Friday, uh, the, the actual other guy was in who was, uh, Dylan Gott. Very, very nice dude. Super, super nice dude. As a matter of fact, everyone on the show was really cool and kind. Obviously these guys all knew each other, have worked together before, you know, it's the kind of the, the benefit of being on the yuck yucks rosters that y'all kind of working with other yucks comics. So these guys all knew each other and I was sort of the, uh, 
the young pup on the show, just in terms of the new blood. So none of them, I don't think any of them ever had seen me perform before, but uh, they were all very kind and very impressed with what I brought to the stage, even though I was only doing like a, you know, an eight minute opener every night. It's uh, it's cool to be back at Yuck Yucks and doing shows there as well as uh, of course my home at Absolute Comedy. So uh, good, good time all around. I really enjoyed it. We actually had on the late show Saturday, I didn't stick around for the whole show because it was late and I'd, I'd done an activation that day, uh, all day, as a matter of fact, but uh, fuck, why would, why would you get her name ready, Josh? You're just about to mention her. Why the fuck wouldn't you say her name? She played the wife on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She played the mother of Kristen Bell on Bad Moms 2. Get the name, Josh. Cheryl Hines was her name. So Cheryl Hines was actually at the show. Um, you can, you can IMDB her, but she was on the show on Saturday night. She thought everyone was very, very funny. That was very cool. Um, so yeah, uh, she was in town, I guess, filming like a lifetime movie or something like that. I uh, never really found out why didn't really bother too much. I, uh, I wanted to take off. I'd been working all day, but, uh, yeah. So, um, the shows were great. I had a really good time. It was fun being back in the room. I tried different material, on each of the shows just so I wasn't doing the same. Like I, I have a, you know, an opening five, six minutes that I do on just about everything I ever do. Uh, and it warms the crowd up and everything like that. And I, I didn't want to just do that this weekend, you know, because I have, you know, I have a close to an hour of material that I'm good. You know, I'm happy with. And, uh, I didn't want to just sort of be the new guy in the show, do five minutes, the same shit every day, you know? So I, uh, I basically played around with my set. I did, uh, I think I did about four different, seven minute sets. So all in all over the course of the weekend, I showed my, my colleagues about half an hour of different material. You know, I would say maybe probably closer to like 25 minutes with a little bit of crowd work in there too, maybe 20, 25 minutes, but either way, it was just still cool rather than going out there and doing the same two, <laughs> two jokes in that time frame, And then that's it. So, uh, great dudes, Peter, if you get a chance to check them out, guys, uh, Peter white, Kyle Hickey, Dylan Gott, all fantastic comics. Uh, and it was really fun to, uh, to share the stage with them. Glenn Foster, that Canadian guy popped in and did some spots, uh, or so did a spot on the Friday night show. So it was good to see Glenn. Glenn's a, a good dude. who's always been nice to me. <gasps> Excuse me. I don't know where all these hiccups are coming from guys. Is it because I've been quiet and all of a sudden I started yammering on, 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 on. could be, um, Saturday I, uh, I did a, uh, I guess like a CrossFit tournament thing. I'm not tournament, whatever CrossFit contest, uh, event, whatever it was, I was representing a, uh, a keto friendly snack bar company that day. And, uh, I gotta tell you not the shit on the company or anything like that, but holy fuck, did they ever send me that th this was, uh, you know, I talked last week about doing the, uh, activations and things like that guys. And you know, how you pick and choose and what you look for in the write-ups and stuff like that. that lets you know whether or not it's going to be a nightmare gig or not. And, uh, I've worked for this company before it was a giant headache, but because of what we were doing this time, I'm like, you know what? It's not going to be so bad. Um, and it, there was frustrations, but some of it was, you know, the elements and some of it was the lack of preparation on, on part of the, and I don't want to say the company, but, but my contact at the company, I'm not going to say the company's name, so I don't, so I don't make anybody feel bad or get anybody in shit, including myself. But, um, basically they shipped me the stuff to my house. Great. I don't typically open the stuff up and start going through it and fuck around. First off, there's no difference. If I look at it, some of the, some of the stuff's, you know, not there or broken. Uh, there's not a whole lot of time for them to send me some new stuff. It's one of those things where I would hope that the person who's packing everything and shipping it to me is making sure that I have everything I need and that the assets they send are not broken. Um, 
And of course, there's also communication with the event, right? So when you get to the event, it's it's odd. I, I would still work for this company again. I would just probably have to, you know, wipe their bum a little bit in the sense that I'd have to double check everything and, and contact them and say, did you send me this? Did you send me that? Is there anything I need to know? So I get there. And it's my understanding I'm going to be working with another company. They gave me the name of the company on my emails and everything like that. And I, uh, and I'm, I'm told that I'm going to have a table under their tent. Well, I get there. That other company isn't there. And not just that it's not like they, they haven't arrived yet or whatever. That company isn't set to be there. So I'm outside. It's, it's going to rain. You can tell it's going to rain. This is like seven o'clock in the morning. It's going to rain. And I'm going to be giving out food samples and I have no tent. I also have no table because this other company was supposed to have everything I need for setup, tent and table and all that stuff. I've also got no table. So I asked the organizers, luckily they had one that they could spare for me. Great. But here's the new problem is it's windy. It's going to rain and I'm about to give out food, like basically fill trays full of food and people could just walk by and grab some to try. Um, that's not going to happen if it rains. And at the same time, it's actually really, really windy at this point. So I actually had these pretty heavy trays. The wind was grabbing the trays and absolutely just launching them. It wasn't just knocking them off the table. It was throwing them. So I had to stop and take some pictures of like what was going on. And some of the nice girls, they, they, everyone else had tents. I was the only person who did not have a tent. Um, so it was interesting that the girls around close by were all like picking stuff up for me. I'm like, no, 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 just leave it. I'm trying to take pictures. I'm like, it's very sweet of you. I'm not being lazy. I just, I need to take a picture. I need them to see what's going on here. So eventually I managed to get my hands on some duct tape and I actually duct taped everything I had done. And I had like little stands and allergy cards and information. I can't even begin to describe how many individual things I had to tape down on this table. Um, I had to tape the trays down and then I, and I had to tape like these keto cards to the trays Then I had to tape the bars themselves down to the trays. And I, 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 I had stands and hats and bags and uh, where you could buy stands, uh, taping all of this shit down to the table, um, in a presentable way. It was actually really presentable. Like nobody could tell anything was taped down. Um, but I still couldn't tape the actual samples down because they're in little paper cups. Well, the wind was still grabbing, just fucking throw it. And it wouldn't have been me doing a sample. It would have been, hey, that bar company's littering everywhere. There's shits all over the fucking grounds. So uh, it was it was pretty rough. Um, I tried to set up, they have these, usually when we do one of these things, I'll, like, they'll send you like a pop-up. And it's something that you sort of build. Sometimes it's with sticks or just slides out of a roll. The slide out of the roll ones are the best. You put it down, spread the legs, put them up, boom, done. Uh, I had one that came in several different pieces. And by the time I finally built it, the very last piece I noticed had been broken. Um, I found the other piece of it, but whoever shipped me, like this was not something that, that was busted by me. Uh, they come in a sleeve. The thing basically went from the delivery to in the back of my car. And that's where it stayed until I took it out. So nothing, nothing would have broke it in that position. Nothing was on top of it or beside it or anything like that. So what happens with a lot of these activations, and I've done a lot of ones where you're using pop-ups or other assets in a back area that's used by a lot of people, right? Cause with BA stuff, they get different people every time. So you'll have someone basically break something or is rough on something and they just take it all back in the bag. And, and then again, the person who is receiving it back and just ships it to someone else, they don't look at it and go, Oh, is this still working or did someone break it? They just assume everything's fine and ship it out. That's what I'm saying. Going forward, I'd have to check on this shit or ask them, Hey, can you, before you send me anything, can you make sure it's not broken, please? Um, 
so anyways, the, the stand was broken, unusable, the, the no tent, no table, uh, dealing with the elements. It was, uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, eventually the day cleared up and it was fine. Um, my allergies went crazy cause I was outside by the water. So it was, uh, it was pretty rough, but overall, I mean, it was a good day, good activation, very good money. Very, very happy to have been a part of it. Um, it was just a giant pain in the ass. I mean, almost like, fuck, I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but, uh, but I'm a superstar <laughs> with that stuff. So that was my, my Saturday. And then I went, I did two shows at yuck yucks that evening. Um, and then I did, uh, I had a fun day with Michaela on Sunday. Uh, we were originally going to go see it chapter two. Um, but it was gonna be myself, Crystal and Michaela go see that. But, uh, I guess Crystal had to work. And so her, uh, we decided to reschedule the movie to this evening. So I'm actually going to try to get this podcast done in a reasonable amount of time so that I can get in the car and go see the movie. Um, but, um, Michaela and I still hung out. We just decided to hang out and, and play some games and do some activities and stuff like that. I love hanging with that kid. She's the best amazing personality. Makes me laugh. Makes me smile. Um, we, uh, what did we do? We, uh, we went and got pizza. That was fun. She likes her pizza with barbecue sauce on top. So, uh, she decided she wanted, she wanted of all the pizza places. She wanted pizza, pizza. How disgusting is that? Huh? Of all the places, but she likes their barbecue sauce. We did pizza, pizza. We came back and, uh, Jason and Noreen were having lunch. We're, we're just sitting at the table when we got back with food. So we all sat and ate together and shot the shit. And that was kind of fun. Michaela and I played, uh, some VR games. She loves playing VR. Um, and what else did we play? I think we played one, we played some Moss, which is like a little mouse, little adventure game with a mouse. It was actually a lot of fun. I've, I've had it for some time. I've never really played it, but because I played, we played a horror shoot 'em up game. That was freaky. Um, she loves a little massage chair in the living room too. She has a blast with that. Um, but yeah, it was a good time with her. And then, uh, with the last, you know, a couple hours we were together, we went over to my mom's house. So, uh, so Michaela could see the new puppy. And that was it. That was a good time. I mean, it's not much of a story for you guys, but just so you know that, you know, while I'm talking about being depressed and stuff like that, man, it's hard to be, uh, it's hard to be depressed around that kiddo, man. She's so full of positivity and, and stuff. I, I love that kid. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a really good time. I had a really good time on Sunday. Um, I can't for the life of me remember what I did with my, my evening. I've been, uh, what have I been watching? I haven't been watching a whole hell of a lot. Like I'd love to just every now and again, have some movies for you guys and be like, guys, hey, check us out. I know on crave TV there's uh or whatever streaming services you guys have in the U S or abroad. Uh, welcome to Marwin is on there. So I started watching that, but there's so many fuck. I don't know why lately, but all these movies have been about like love and loss and all these things like that. And I can't fucking, I can't handle it right now with my, with my heart condition as in sadness and broken heart, I, uh, I'm having a tough time kind of watching this stuff. I started watching it twice and it's not half a bad movie, but it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of like what it's like. There was one I had in my head the other day and I'm just like, yeah, it's like this, except, you know, instead of this, it's that I'm really trying to remember what the guy it's. Oh, uh, dinner for schmucks. That's one that I watched recently too. I've seen it before. The one with Paul Rudd and, uh, Steve Carell. And shockingly enough, Steve Carell is in welcome to Marwin as well, which is maybe where Robert Zemeckis got the idea to have him. But dinner for schmucks is a guy who's got an issue with his wife, right? Uh, you know, he leaves his wife, leaves him or whatever for someone else. And he starts dressing up these little mice and making little tableaus with, you know, him and his wife in the, in the tableaus. And it's all sad and it's, it's heartfelt and it's kind, you know, whatever, but it's, the idea. And then there's Mel welcome to Mar when this guy had an issue, got beat, but he clearly had like some sort of 
love interest and everything like that that he represents in his tableaus of dolls and and action figures and stuff. I don't know. I fell asleep twice watching it. You know, I watched it one night and I fell asleep. I mean, I do, I have been putting these things on at bedtime. It's not like I come home and put it on at five o'clock, you know, but I don't know. I I would say, give it a try. I haven't finished it yet. So I'm going to try to watch the rest of it. Maybe tonight when I get home, you guys tell me what you think. If you've seen it, did you like it or, or does it just not get better? I found it kind of weird. I'm not, I'm watching it, but it's, it's at times certain aspects are difficult to follow. He seems like he's very simple. He has amnesia of some kind where he can't remember anything before he was attacked. The neighbor girl's kind of weird. Again, I haven't watched the whole thing. Hopefully all this shit makes sense, but I just, I find a lot of it odd at the moment. I don't get what's, what's going on with some of it. Um, but yeah, Dinner for Schmucks is old. It's fucking, I think it's like 2010 or something like that. So uh, again, it's weird. It's decent humor, but it's not, uh, it was like the beginning of Zach Galifianakis. I think it came right after like the very first hangover movie. So yeah, whatever. Welcome to Marwin. I'm going to try to watch it. If you guys have seen it and, and maybe you could tell where I'm at with the movie with just with like how weird it is to me, but you know, that's the only movie I've got to review. I'll try to give you guys, uh, you know, next week I'll tell you what I thought of it. Chapter two, I was checking out the ratings of it and it's, it's taken a 20 something percent hit from the rotten tomato scores. The first one had two years ago. So, you know, it's the second part of a movie though. I mean, Hey, how good was infinity war versus how bad was Endgame? And Endgame wasn't horrible, but it's certainly, it was no infinity war. You know what I mean? So let's see what, uh, Let's see what the fuck happens in chapter two tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hung up with my pal, Lydia. She's a coworker of mine, another brand ambassador. I, uh, I was expecting her yesterday in like the afternoon, like her and I were get together and, and sip on some more scotches. She's uh, it's very cool to have someone who's enthusiastic about whiskey and, uh, and wants to sip on. So we actually did like some rise. We did some bourbons and we did some scotches and, uh, it was, it was cool to, uh, it was cool to have somebody who wanted to sip on whiskey with me and just enjoy the whiskey. I've actually been watching, uh, and I would strongly recommend this to you guys. Um, if you want to know, if you want to understand whiskey and know a little bit more about whiskey, there's actually a YouTube channel called the modern rogue. And then there's three videos that they do, um, with, uh, Daniel Whittington from, uh, the whiskey, uh, whiskey marketing school. And, uh, Daniel Whittington and another guy, Rex something or other have a channel called, I think the whiskey vault. And, uh, they just do videos of like, they, they actually, yeah. If you want, if you like whiskey and you want to sort of learn a little bit more, they do all sorts of videos where they're in the whiskey vault, um, trying, they've got some videos like the top 10 whiskeys for beginners. So if you're somebody who's like, you know what, I've always been kind of interested in what's the, what's the big deal with whiskey. They do videos where they're like straight up. I think their philosophy is like, uh, what whiskey is good whiskey. It's like the whiskey you like to drink and what's the best way to drink it. However you like to drink it. Like they're not, they're not snobs. They're not, uh, you know, uh, Daniel is a whiskey sommelier and, uh, is, is one of the teachers at the world's only, uh, whiskey sommelier course. Um, you know, sort of like the, the whiskey school, I should say, uh, in the world, it's the only recognized official whiskey school in the world. Um, so they know what they're talking about but they're not snobs about it. Like I said, they're very good to, uh, just look at. So one of the videos that they have is like the top 10 whiskeys for beginners. So they have talked about how, like some people who are whiskey enthusiasts will be like, Oh, you got to try this whiskey. And it's one that's like insanely smoky. Just tastes like you're drinking water of an ashtray or something like 
And so they've got videos like, Hey, if you're somebody who wants to get into whiskey, here's top 10 beginner whiskeys. And they suggest all sorts of different kinds of, they suggest scotches, they suggest rye, they suggest bourbons, they suggest all different kinds, um, you know, peated, unpeated space sides, all sorts of different things like that. And, uh, I've just been leaving their videos on at night. So, uh, while Lydia and I were trying the, uh, the whiskeys, we had some of those videos playing in the background and, uh, it was just kind of fun. I, in fact, I even watched a video of theirs the other day that was like, no bullshit was, uh, like the top seven, uh, whiskeys to mix with Coke. So again, like, you know, people are like, oh, you just ruin a whiskey with Coke, but it's like the different taste profiles when you mix them with a Coke, right? Smoky whiskeys versus, you know, the Jim Beams, the Jack Daniels, the, um, Ardbergs, the Lafroigs, the, uh, fuck. What's another one. I think, I don't think they did Glenfiddich. But there's like, there's, it's great. It's really cool. If you're into that kind of shit and I'm sure whatever you're into, there's probably a, uh, a version, you know what I mean? Like there's probably some sort of, you know, if you're into rum, I'm sure there's rum videos or, or vodkas or, you know, I'm sure there's a thousand fucking beer channels. There's so many goddamn beers. It's so hard to, to keep up with them. Everybody's got like 12 microbreweries on every fucking corner in every goddamn city, every goddamn city. I turned into mad. Um, not overly, uh, down in terms of just, you know, talking about this week, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really as like low and depressed as I thought I was. I went to the, the gym with my buddy Peter today and I was joking with Peter. I'm like, man, like I'm fucking depressed lately and, and things are rough and I'm just having a hard time, you know, picking my head up and moving on. And, um, just, just a lot of things. Um, and I'm still having nightmares and stuff like that. The things that are bothering me, like, it's funny. Cause when you're depressed, it's like, oh, I just want to sleep and, and like escape. That's basically what it is. Drinking, eating, smoking, like what I'm not talking about myself necessarily, but you know what I mean? Is I'm not, I don't smoke, but it's like drinking, smoking, um, uh, eating, uh, spending, you know, I fuck, I do a lot of the things in this list. Not that I'm surprised, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, fuck, you know, like these are all escapes, you know, I don't want to feel what I'm feeling right now or whatever. So how the fuck do I, you know, how do I stop feeling this way? And you know, that's, that's a lot. That's the thing. Honestly, God, that's like what eating is for me. And I've even had friends who are like, man, it sucks that like eating is like your vice because it's not like, you know, like drinking and smoking. These are not things that you have to do, but it's like when it comes to eating, it's like, yeah, you, you gotta eat. And so being able to like eat well or, or, you know, stop. And that's what I can tell you guys for anyone who doesn't understand what it's like. I have no doubt in my mind that it's like a, you know, I, I eat my feelings when I'm eating. I, I don't want to say this. It's not like I say, Oh, I feel, I feel good or I feel happy. It's funny. Cause you don't, I don't feel not, you know, I don't feel happy and stuff when I'm eating, but I feel not as depressed. Do you know what I mean? When I'm eating, I'm, I'm, I feel better. And then of course, afterwards you feel horrible and it's not gorging either. It's just like, you know, even if I sit down and I just eat like a, you know, burger and fries, it's like, Oh, that's, well, I could have, I could have made a better choice than that, but I was happy eating that. Whereas like standing there chopping up celery or whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, there's got to, there's definitely probably a sugar salt chemical reaction that is drug, you know, it's the reason that they put sugar and fucking on fries and stuff like that. It's, it's uh, addictive. It's an addictive fucking, it's a, it's a drug. Sugar's a drug. Salt's a drug. Anyways, I guess what I'm getting at with all of that is just, uh, I was talking with Pete saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm still depressed and I'm still fighting through stuff. And I got lots, of, I got, so guys, I cannot, cannot complain. Uh, I don't have it as bad as some people. I'm so lucky. Um, 
just lately as I've been voicing things, I got friends. Cam has reached out, you know, texting me. Uh, Mark has, my buddy Mark has texted out, you know, reached out to me. Um, I've had friends email in. In fact, I've got an email from my pal Red that I'll be reading a little bit later on. Um, so it's one of those things where like, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of loving, caring people in my life. doesn't mean that all my problems are solved or anything like that, but I, I'm, I'm good. And I, I keep, you know, I was joking with Peter today saying like lately, like my fucking podcast is just me talking about how like down and depressed I've been and how I've been, you know, I'm still doing things, but I'm, I'm struggling, man. It's hard. Uh, I'm trying to get out of my head. I wish I could fill every day with work and just, you know, not think about it. Um, but, uh, I said like my podcast is turning into like a 400 hour suicide note. And then Peter made a great joke. He's like, yeah, 400 reasons why, <laughs> which I understand. That's a thing too, right? Well, we're talking about shows and things and whatnot. Has anybody, uh, anybody watched that 13 reasons why I haven't watched it, but I heard it was really good, but I think it's about teen suicide or whatever. Maybe I'll watch that when I'm done. Fucking welcome to Marwin. Um, I've also been listening to, uh, to true crime, Canadian true crime podcast. Cause all my, all my friends' wives are like, I don't listen to podcasts unless it's true crime. It's like, okay. Basically just, basically just stories about fucking murderers and, and stuff and like their trials and whatnot, which I find horrifying and fucking chicks are like basically listening. Like, how did these bitches get caught? Okay. Cause I'm going to kill my husband. If I was a guy and my wife was listening to true crime shit all the time, I'd be terrified. I'd be like, she's listening to how all these other bitches got caught. It's like, okay, I won't make that mistake. They're right. They're compartmentalizing that or it's just fucking sick. Like, I don't know. I, I, I find it fascinating, so I can't really judge. I've only watched, listened to a few of them recently, but I'm like, they're fascinating, but it's like, holy fuck. Why am I so like, can you imagine like you start to run out of stories. So as a podcaster, who's like making their money from their podcast, I'm like, fuck, I hope somebody murders somebody soon. We got to, we got we, you know, I hope somebody's life ends so I can keep doing this fucking thing that I'm doing, you know, telling death stories or whatever. You know, should get on a law and order type thing. Start making your own fucking you know, write a story of a murder as opposed to waiting till someone actually dies for you to have a fucking thing. Like why, what difference does it make if it's true or not? It doesn't really change much. Right. I mean, it can still, you can make fake movies that are just as interesting as the fucking, the real ones. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe you, you ladies with your bloodlust, you're like, no real blood must have been spilled. I have to know. I was listening to a Canadian true truck excuse me, Canadian true crime, because we're kind of known for being a lot more passive a country, but we have fucking sickos here. I, the first episode that I listened to was like a two-parter that was about, um, Paul Bernardo and, uh, Carla Homolka, uh, who is free. Carla Homolka has been free for some time now. Um, but yeah, if you guys listen to that, anyone who's not, you know, most people in Ontario know who they are because there's a killer that was happening in the, you know, outside Toronto area and was in Kingston uh, penitentiary, which I don't think he's there anymore because Kingston closed down a lot of the stuff. So I don't know where the fuck he is, but, uh, she's out. She was there too. And she's out, um, lives in Montreal. Somebody who was a part, who was a party to murdering numerous young girls and torture and everything, uh, is free has, has kids of her own now. Uh, anyways, that's all fucking weird and messed up, but, uh, yeah, been listening to those podcasts um, find them interesting. Um, I did, uh, let's, what else did I do? Yeah, whatever. I was chatting with Pete saying like, listen, it's funny that my podcast has turned into me, you know, talking about this shit, whatever, but, uh, it was good. I got to the gym. That's the good thing. I woke up this morning and the first order of business was getting to the gym. I haven't been in the gym in a while. I was very happy to be there. I spent an hour on the machines. Very happy with my, uh, efforts and my results. 
did a little grocery shopping, came home, started to get ready for the podcast. Uh, that was my day so far today. Um, fucking four or four, you know, handling a lot of emails. Here's the thing. Yesterday after Lydia and I were watching, we were watching comedy specials too and just drinking whiskey. We weren't getting hammered. We probably had only about three and a half ounces over the course of the day. But when you're sipping on a nice whiskey, you sip it nice and slow. You taste all the things it has to offer. Um, but afterwards, I think like seven o'clock, we ended up, uh, we were hungry and it was, turns out that that was half price wings night at Montana. So we went and got some, uh, went and had some, uh, some wings, uh, again, just shot the shit. It was just cool to hang out with my friend for the day. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, I was like, I remember like, I didn't eat all day. All right. Like she basically, like, I think yesterday I was, I was on the phone for an hour and a half, different people think just putting out fires like a madman yesterday in the morning. And then she's like, Hey, I'm done early. Is it cool if I come over? I'm like, sure. But I was expecting like a late afternoon hangout and I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be a hangout all day. So yeah, it was, it was long, um, fun, but long. And, uh, you know, we had some, like I said, went out, had wings, uh, grabbed a little ice cream at Dairy Queen. I was not good to my body in the evening last night, uh, or over the course of the whole day, considering I was drinking whiskey, but, um, a good time overall. And that's why I'm getting back to the whole, like I'm trying to eat good. I've been a good bitch so far today. Got up. I didn't eat. I had a fucking love good fat bar. I think, uh, as a like keto friendly stuff. I'm also interested in the key, the whole ketogenics thing. I've got a lot of friends who are having really good results with keto diets and stuff. And, and I'm interested in, in learning a bit about that. However, just before people start slamming their heads and stuff like that, Josh, what the fuck? I, I know that I, I spoke to a personal trainer today too. Who's just like, man, all this stuff, keto and what's that. And they're all, they all work, but they're all like starvation diets. And you know, at the end of the day, the only thing, the best way to lose weight is calorie ratios, right? Is like what you got going in has got to be less than what you're putting out. And that's, that's it plain and simple. You know, it's like a lot of people think they can eat as much as you want on a keto diet. And it's like, you usually will, your body will, will, you know, tell you you're full or whatever. But if you're eating fucking 6,000 calories of cheese because it's fat and it's not carbs, well, you're still eating way more calories than you're going to put out and you'll just store fat from the fat, not from the carbs. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm chatting with a guy who is a, a trainer on the side and, uh, you know, maybe that's something that I can afford, but he, we're going to, we're going to chat. Um, good dude was friendly to talk to and, uh, you know, he'll, uh, he'll message me and we'll figure out uh, what he costs and, uh, what I can afford and all this stuff. But I really am like, let's put it this way. The, how bothered I am by my weight and how I feel is, is it's almost getting to the point where it's higher than my depression and my eating and stuff. Like that's the thing, right? Is like all the other things on my mind. Well, if I want to ignore, you know, I can go like, Oh, well I, it's really uh, Brendan McKeegan sent to me a long time ago. A comic of mine, former roommate is he said to me, he's like, what is it? What's a goal? A goal is giving up what you want now for what you want later. And a lot of me is like, okay, I've been feeling shitty. I want to feel good now. And then it's like, okay, I'll crush a pizza or go have a burger and fries or have wings or whatever the fuck it is. It's no good for you. Um, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, no, I like, I want to be healthy. I want to feel good in my skin. I want to feel attractive to other people. And, uh, you know, I want to, I don't want my fucking depression and my poor self image to distract me from writing and doing comedy and working on my projects and all the things that I got going on. You know, I want, I want to feel good. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm a good dude. I, I don't, I don't put a whole lot of fucking negativity out there. I'm, you know, not so, I'm not trying to sit here and, and stroke my ego, but I'm trying to say like, I feel like I'm a good dude. I'm loving. I don't, I don't treat people like shit. 
right? I got all of you amazing human beings in my life, even though I'm complaining about my life, you know, I don't think you guys would be there if, if, you know, everything about me was just a fucking pain in the ass. So, you know, I just, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I want to feel, you know, I've bitched before that I'm like finances and career and health. I'll feel like which one I feel like, I feel like the health one is probably the easiest. And I've, I've had other people who say it's the most important too, because you know, if you don't have your health then you know, you can't, you can't have a good career or can't have money if you're, if you're not here. So eh, fair enough. Ah, these allergies. Let me tell you, I'm uh, really at my fucking wits end with them. I have some days that are good. Some days are bad, but come on fall. All right. I want these fucking ragweed plants dead. I want their families dead. I want their pets dead. Um, yeah. So I think I actually went out with Simon the other night. We went to, uh, where the fuck did we go? We went to Lansdowne. There's a little cigar place there. We picked ourselves up a couple of sticks. We came back. We uh, we had some drinks, sat in the back porch, smoked a stick. Like, gentlemen, it was nice. It was a good little fucking nice. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed that. I've also been, uh, like I said, going over to my mom's place at night and just uh, seeing the pup, how it's doing. Uh, Gracie's a cute little hunt terrier. And man, is she a biter. She's got those little puppy teeth. And it's almost like she's like just kissing so crazy. I can't tell you how much energy she has. Like, you pull her away from your face and she's like fighting you to get back to your face. And just comes flying at you. Blah, blah. She's driving my dog chase crazy because she's, she's jumping on him and biting him all the time. She loves him. She's always interested in what he's doing. Plays with him. He plays with her. She's lick, 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 lick. And she's like so ferociously licking that it's almost like you're, you're getting her teeth because she just too into it. She's a puppy puppies, puppies nipping and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but she's a little cutie. She's gonna be, uh, she's gonna be a tons of fun when she gets a little bigger and it's not, so, not so small, but she's, yeah, she's a, it's a cute pup. I know at the end of the day, it's, it's almost too, I'm probably doing it. A, I, I know that it, my mom enjoys seeing me for a little bit. And, uh, I know too, that, uh, I, I kind of, it's kind of hard to, uh, it's kind of hard to be sad and in a bad mood around a puppy. You know what I mean? So I know that I'm probably wandering over there in the evenings for, you know, a little half hour, hour visit just to get a little puppy love, get a little boost to the spirits that doesn't add calories to me. Right. So yeah, I went to the gym. I'm interested in the keto thing, but I do think that what that trainer told me is true. It's just another kind of diet and they all, you know, you can lose weight this way. You can do the eat to live stuff where you're not eating any fucking basically not eating any food and your body's just starving itself. But all of them are crashes because as soon as you go back to eating carbs or anything like that, you basically just, you know, you, you basically have just, just undone what you did. Cause you're it's easy. It's slippery slopes, right? When you, when you fall, you fall hard. So I'm, I'm interested in, in finding out more about the, the whole keto thing. So, um, yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't know much about it. So what I wanted to do, I'm going to unplug my computer here. I want to see ugh, what kind of video I can find. That's like, uh, Hey, start keto. Let's see. Let's see what the internet would tell me if I was to go, Hey internet, I'm interested in, in starting keto. What do you suggest? So I'm going to plug my, uh, my headphones here, at least my recording little thingy into my laptop let's see just just for fun let's see here what we have in the oops that's mute there we go let's turn this up here let's see i hope this doesn't blow your guys ears off i apologize i don't know how loud it's going to be until we actually check but um how to start keto diet let's see what we get here on the internet for well it says how to start keto diet for beginners well who else would be doing it if you're just starting Okay. we got five, five minutes here. Let's see. Uh, let's see if this is interesting at all. I'll still be on. So from a rule. Okay. So we got, we got one from a month ago, one from nine months ago, 
The one from nine months ago is six minutes. Oh, it looks like Dr. Oz. Fuck him. That guy's a piece of shit. Fake fucking Dr. Cocksucker. How to start keto that's 25 minutes long. That's too long. How to keto complete guide that's 46 minutes long. Quick guide to the keto diet. A minute 54. What do you think, onesies? Is that the winner? I think, uh, who's this one? This one's got, from a month ago, it's got 352K views. The other one has seven. Oh, it's Dr. Oz again. I don't want, fuck him. Okay, we're going five minutes. All right, enough talk. On with the keto. Uh, nope, skip ad. Oh, that's too quiet. How to start? So you're ready to adapt to a ketogenic diet to lose weight and improve your health. You've come to the right place. Making any big lifestyle or diet changes can be challenging, oh, especially sense. at first. There are a lot of new routines to learn and old habits to unlearn. Yeah, I get it. That's but why we're here. we've seen over and over again with the people in the ruled meat community that over time, keto becomes the new normal and the dramatic results are so worth it. What's the best way to get started with a ketogenic diet? Here, we'll outline three steps to keto success. But first, let's define oh, what a keto diet for is. For fuck's sakes. Before we tell you anything, let's Simply chat more. Simply put, it is a high-fat, low-carb, low-to-moderate-protein diet. By drastically restricting carbohydrates in your diet, the body will enter and sustain ketosis. A metabolic state where the body burns a highly efficient alternative fuel called ketones. Not only does fat. the keto diet help with weight loss, but current research also indicates that it can help to improve health conditions like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and Alzheimer's disease. Hmm. To start your keto journey off on the right foot, here are our top three key pieces of advice. Eat the right foods. Oh, Eat the right amount sakes. of those foods. And prepare for the keto flu. All right. Let's start with food. Your goal on a consistent basis is to replace carb-heavy foods with keto-friendly foods. This will help you eat fewer calories than before and help jumpstart and sustain ketosis. So what I saw her talking about is like literally I saw, I got to stop saying, I hate that. Uh, I saw what looked like a spinach quiche, except the top looked like a pepperoni pizza. So she was like, they're like lifting up this thing. It looked like a piece of pizza. And as they're lifting it up, it's like egg and, and spinach in it. And then it showed something that looked like a buckwheat pancake pouring butter and milk on it. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Buckwheat is, is carbs, right? It's carbohydrates, whatever. You will need to focus on meat, high fat dairy and healthy oils, leafy green and above ground vegetables, nuts and seeds, avocado, berries, and keto-approved sweeteners. Okay. You'll need to entirely avoid grains, sugar, fruit, and starchy vegetables. For more info, see our video, Keto Cooking, Keto Food List, for plenty more information on what to eat and what not to eat on keto. You'll be relying a lot more on home-cooked food than packaged, processed, or prepared Well, foods. fuck. It's important to note that you don't have to figure out how to do this on your own. There are so many resources on Ruled Me, including meal plans, shopping lists, budget breakdowns, and recipes. We'll teach you to avoid pitfalls, how to read food. labels and nutritional information, and which keto foods can be swapped uh -huh. and substituted for foods that are off limits. Just talk about the fucking You foods. might be surprised how many things like bread, pasta, cookies, and ice cream you can still enjoy if you just learn how to make them keto friendly. 
how to eat the it's right amount. It's not just eating the right foods, though that is the foundation of the diet. You must also learn how much to eat, which brings us to our second point. A keto diet can help you to restrict your calorie intake in a slow and steady way, which leads to long-term weight loss. But it can be hard to do this if you're not carefully tracking what you eat. One way to figure out how much you should be eating on a keto diet is to check on your progress every few weeks and adjust accordingly if you're not seeing the results you want. You can also use the Ruled Me Keto Calculator. So this is basically a just a big fucking method. ad for Ruled You'll Me because it's like, okay, the right amounts. And she says no numbers. Oh, you might find that you blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna give her, I'm gonna give her the last minute. need to track your macronutrients or macros. Those are fats, carbs, and protein, which need to be kept in careful balance to keep your body in ketosis. As a general rule, we recommend eating below 35 grams of carbs a day and aiming to get 70% of your calories from fat and 25% from protein. The Keto Calculator can help you dial in exactly what to be aiming for each day and will keep you on track. For a deeper dive into macros, check out our video, Macros and Keto Calculator. Yeah. Prepare for Finally, keto flu. when you're starting out on a ketogenic diet, you must prepare for the keto flu. When you first cut back on carbohydrates, your body will experience some changes as it adjusts to your lifestyle. One possible change is the keto flu, an umbrella term for the flu-like symptoms you may encounter like fatigue or mental fogginess. Usually, these symptoms only last a short while, but it is best to be prepared. You will need to drink more water, increase your sodium, potassium, and magnesium intake, and eat more fat, especially MCTs. Most importantly, check in with yourself from time to time to monitor the changes in your body composition and how you feel to be sure that the ketogenic diet is the right choice for you. For more info on keto, be sure to- Yep, fuck you, I'm not giving you your free plug. You, that, I feel like that said nothing. So what I understood before that video was shy of the keto flu thing, I hadn't heard of that is all right so you're eating fucking meat and fat. i actually thought you could eat as much meat and fat as you wanted to you just don't ever eat like carbs you eat like a very small amount of carbs because uh you need you need some carbs right you need some carbohydrates i don't know if some people don't know this but your brain does not burn uh fat it burns carbohydrates you know it doesn't burn muscle either otherwise it would like you know eat itself it doesn't burn it doesn't burn protein or carb or uh sorry fats it burns carbohydrates so that's how you fuel your brain. So you can't just not have carbs just for the record. In case anyone's like, I do it, da. I did a diet where there's no carbs. And then I just like, I went crazy. It's like, yeah, you, you fucking didn't feed your brain. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever that was, that was a big fucking waste of time. I'm never asking the internet a question ever again. Um, what are we doing here? What are we doing? One sec here, guys. I had to plug my computer back in. Well, that was. That was an exercise and hey, I wonder if it would be interesting for me to just every now and again, check out a video about something I'm interested in. That's the thing too, right? You always got to remember that like everybody's trying to sell you something. So if you look at videos, it's like, well, is this person trying to give me information or are they trying to sell me something? Fuck that chick back to the whiskey vault. That's, that's the videos I'm watching again. Um, all right. Well, having said that gang, um, I thought this was a really funny article I picked this week from my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle Jahan's bathroom raider. And let me tell you this. Um, I'm always talking about how I'm trying to improve myself and I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm sure all of you loving human beings that care about me are like, you know, Josh, you're always saying you're going to do it. When are you actually going to do it? Huh? 
Josh, I feel like you're going to do it when pigs fly. Well, this week from Uncle John's Canoramic Bathroom Reader, I got an article called I'll Believe It When. So phrases like when pigs fly and when hell freezes over are called adinata, A-D-Y-N-A-T-A, from the Greek word for impossible. And they're common all over the world. In Turkey, they say when the garden is full of ducks holding pastry in their hands. And that is stupid. Um, (laughs) in Serbia, they say when the willow bears grapes in China, when the sun rises in the West. And that's one that makes sense. Same thing with when the willow bears grapes, uh, in Algeria, when salt blossoms in Germany, when dogs bark with their tails in Latvia, when the owl's tail blossoms, Latvia just is stupid. I'm going to say, you know. When the owl's tail blossoms, that's just dumb. It feels like they ripped off something from someone else. I bet you we'll find another owl one in here somewhere. Uh, in Denmark, when there are two Wednesdays in a week, eh. in Bulgaria, when the pig climbs the pear tree in yellow slippers, okay, you know, the more things you add to your saying, the more it's just like, well, of course that's never going to happen. Well, I can make one up. When the books read with words in your ears while wearing a hat in October in negative 75 degree weather, man in Joshonia, Um, what do we got here in Russia? When the crawfish whistles on the mountain, that's me like shitting. I picked this fucking article. I'm just going to bitch about it. All right. Onward, onward with positivity in Portugal in the afternoon of St. Never's day uh, in France, when chickens have teeth, in the Netherlands, on St. Judimus Day, when the calves dance on the ice. Uh, the holiday is in August, is what it says in brackets. In India, when the crow flies upside down. Uh, you know what? It, uh, that's a stupid one, because when they're flying, if they croak, there's a possibility they would flip on their way down. They could die in midair and flip over. It's flying upside down. In Hungary, when gypsy children are streaming from the sky. In Spain, when the frogs grow hair. In Colombia, when St. John lowers the fingers, statues of St. John always show him with finger raised in a benediction. In Italy, when geese piss, uh, don't they? Let's, uh, hey Siri, do geese urinate? My name? It's Siri. That fucking so stupid. I asked her a question. She says, hi, I'm Siri. Pleased to meet you. So stupid. In Ukraine, when the louse sneezes in the, oh fuck, I don't even know how to pronounce this. The Sechilles, S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-S. In the Sechilles, Sechilles. In the new 2000 and never, in the year 2000 and never, sorry. And finally in Thailand, when the 7-Eleven closes. Okay. At the bottom of the page, the running feet, the famed Hatfield McCoy feud started over a pig. Oh, and that, my friends, is my partners at Portable Press Job. Sorry. PortablePress.com. Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. All right. So you can get check out PortablePress.com. They have all sorts of different books, all sorts of fun little facts. I got to spend more time sort of prepping these things for, for you guys. Um, I, I have been a little crazy lately running around. I I am working. I am still getting shit done. I'm working on stuff. I'm trying to feel good. All right. But I'd love for these, these bathroom reader articles to be a little more specific to kind of what's going on with me. I'd like to find something that sort of side carts nicely to what I'm up to just for little bits of uh, info on that. But, uh, coming up, you know, my next partner, absolute comedy 
Guys, check out great shows at Absolute Comedy. Absolute Comedy, as a matter of fact, just this Sunday celebrated its 15-year anniversary. So last week, I believe, was the 15-year anniversary at Absolute Comedy. So congratulations to them. 15 years in Ottawa. But of course, there's clubs in Toronto and Kingston as well. So check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Hey, and we are back as that symbol crash fades into the silence. Uh, who am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anyone? I am not. My partner's at DK, Dorling Kindersley. DK books, guys. Check out DK.com in the States slash CA added to it for my friends in Canada or DK books wherever you are in the world because they are all over the planet. And this week, a great book uh, I saw a long time ago and well, a long time ago, you know, a few weeks back. And uh, I was like, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. It's too cool. It's so wicked. And it's, it's not uh, a children's book. It's not part of the children's book, but it is definitely something that you can share with your kiddos and uh, it will last a long time. It is a book called One Million Things, a visual encyclopedia. And what's really cool about A Million Things is it's not like your standard encyclopedia where it's generally speaking, you know, more plants and animals and bodies of water and stones and stuff like that. Maybe let's say nature uh, related. This book's got all sorts of different things. So I'm just going to read you the back real quick, just to sort of give you context. I'll probably do a little bit better job than I would. It's a book. It's an encyclopedia, but it's unlike any you've seen before. One million things is crammed full of all kinds of incredible stuff from metals to mollusks, robots to revolutions, all revealing in a fascinating, exciting, and totally different way. It's like a museum, a search engine, and the world's biggest garage sale rolled into one tons of topics, hundreds of pictures, thousands of words, a galaxy of amazing things to discover and explore, find it, see it, know it. And of course, in true DK fashion, incredibly visual book. The cover of the book looks like a Where's Waldo with a big one million things in the middle. Tons of tiny little imagery from rubber duckies to jack-o'-lanterns to fanny packs, animals, skulls. The thing here is I'm looking at it. I'm trying to find a repeat on it and there, there does not appear to be one. Sometimes when things are so small and there's hundreds of them, they, they kind of like repeat because they're like, oh, well, no one will notice that we've repeated this. I do not see... At any point, a repeat. I mean, I see a lime sliced and a lemon sliced differently, but I don't see a repeat of the same object twice. And the the back of the book, all right, the back is the same as the front. All right, is it? Am I just going to double check here? Yeah, the back's the same as the front, but I mean, I, I still got to give it a pass because there's so many fucking things in the front. That's what I'm going to talk about for 30 seconds, the cover of the book. Did they repeat anything? Guys, the book is so cool because you can just flip to a page and like one page will show a bunch of different seeds growing at different intervals. And then of course it talks about all the different parts of the roots, the, the, the stems, the, the leaves, everything like that. Let's tell Siri to fuck off on the computer. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see here. Bop, 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 bop. All right. Perfect. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so plants. Sorry about that, guys. It's an email that I've been waiting for for some time now. Got some fucking uh, money associated with that one. Very important. So there's trees, flowers. The first bunch of the book, tons of different plant life. So for everything from fruits, fungus, plants, all that fun stuff, tons of imagery and lots of labeling encyclopedia fashion. There's a bunch of stuff on animals, planktons, uh, insects. All right. So I'm going to skip ahead of the animal stuff because we get insect anatomy and all sorts of different kinds of like how things feed. Right. So not just the types of animals, but the stuff like that. And it's like, I'm saying it's so visual that I all my friends who've got kids, like this is the kind of book that you can use with them for a long time. They don't have to be reading all of the little bits of information next to everything. They can just point at it and you can teach them the animals and the pictures of things and colors and stuff like that. Um, you know, life cycles is one of the pages in this book. You're able to, I, like I had a blast fucking, I would just randomly just for fun, pick a page and then dick around with it. But what's really cool is the beginning has got all sorts of different types of life forms. And then you switch going from life forms to different ecosystems, to sleep, how sleep works, to how skeletons work and muscles. Now you've switched sort of more of a biology versus the animal kingdom and then respiration. You're learning that how the brain works. Right. Then you move on to senses and colors and reproduction and everything like that. Genetics. Um, really, really, really cool how they do it too, because you don't really feel yourself switching gears, but there's the first section with the health and, and drugs and things like that. Then it switches over to science and technology. Um, you've got elements that are, that are labeled here with, with their cyclopedia factions and molecules, acids and bases. Like this is a fucking great book. I'm not going to just read every page. I'm actually skipping. Like every time I flip, I'm skipping big chunks of, of, of pages here. But of course I couldn't possibly remember all these water is great. The water page is fucking amazing to look at. It is just hundreds of different companies, bottles of water all laying here. And then it's talking about water itself and information about water. And then, you know, different kinds of materials are in here. Gravity is a section in it. Dynamics, like it's uh galaxy space color. The color page is wicked. So many different objects, all different colors, but they still change color, you know, in a nice sort of pattern. So it's all these different objects, blues, greens, yellows, reds, all bunched together different ways. So that's why I say like, even with your kids, you can teach them colors, machines, technology. Um, and again, I'm, I'm bare, I'm not even halfway through the book. You know, and we've dealt the all biology things, telescopes. What else we got? Earth is a section of the book where, what do we got here? Just, just to make it quick. I know you guys know I yammer on about DK. Well, I fucking love them. They send me cool shit like this all the time. You know, I, I can't just be like, yeah, it's a book. It's got lots of pictures. It's, a, it's an encyclopedia. You know, you want to know more Google encyclopedia guys. I'm going to tell you how fucking great it is. Uh, the tectonic plates are in this and volcanoes, mountains, oceans. I had to skip more and more metals, fossils erosions. All right. These are kind of things that like, you know, if your kid's old enough where they'd be interested in sort of some of these things, it'd be like, okay, well, let's check it out. They got farm crops and different kinds of environments. Uh, they've got different parts of the world. So there's pages on Asia and South America and Europe and all different kinds of things like that. The, so you can actually teach geography with this as well. Um, let's skip to another section. Alliances is interesting. Na okay. So they got NATO on here with this North Atlantic treaty organization. Everyone knows that somebody asked me about that earlier this week. Actually. I'm like, why is this like that? They're like, have you heard of NATO? And I remember my response to like, the North Atlantic treaty organization. No, never heard of it. Um, you do have us presidents. I kind of don't like this. Some of them will just do like, if you're going to do us presidents, do like fucking, I don't know, do like. I'm not saying that the Canadian section alone, but I'm like, there's so many DKs all over the planet that do we really have to have just the U S stuff? You know, there's cities all over the place. We got history in here, 
first civilizations. I mean, it touches on a lot guys. This is a great book. You want to give your kids something that they can make use of for a long time. Learn a lot of shit. Wars, revolutions, industrialism, diseases, art, symbols, language guys. It's all in here. Literature, media, photography, 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 theater, movies, guys, there's fucking pictures. And they're, they, and they, the, what I really like about this page, this is one of my favorite one. They have posters on here. They got jaws. They got like Titanic. They got Shrek. But what's really cool is they have the Lord of the Rings here, but they have the French poster. Le Seigneur des Anneaux, Le Retour du Roi. They got that shit here. And I like that because the movies do come out in other languages in other parts of the world. Shocking. I know. No, but uh, it's really cool, guys. Like music, orchestras, the last section, even just like the references and, and, and quotes and things like that. It's amazing. It's amazing. I uh, I really like this book, guys. And it's, it's, it's a nice and easy one. Nice and easy one. If you're, uh, if you're in the U S Hey, it's as cheap as 25 bucks. Hard cover Canada 32 guys, 1 million things, a visual encyclopedia. Very cool. Broad strokes by me. But I mean, like what would I, what am I going to do? Pick one page and just read you everything on that page. It's fucking amazing. It's incredibly visual as all DK books are. And it's, it's worth your time. Take a fucking look. All right. DK.com in the U S slash CA added to it in Canada, or just Google DK books, guys, you will find all sorts of cool shit from my partners. And as I mentioned before, coming up this week for uh, yours truly, um, I got an activation going on during the day on, uh, what day is it? I got it going on, on, uh, uh, Thursday. Not that it's super important, but, uh, I'm trying to record something with my buddy, uh, Rory Gardner at some point this week. Do I not have, I don't even have the email on this one. So how's about that? Yeah. Take this from there. Can we read it on there? If it's from an email that I don't have trying to get ready to read you guys uh, an email from red. I was very, very happy to get this, but, uh, come on, come on. You can, you can do it. You can do it. Show me the fucking email I'm reading here. Show me the email. Do it. Failed to hand off activity. Of course it did. Cause it's not on there. All right. I'm reading it off my phone. Um, Thursday night, I'm going to be in Montreal doing a charity show with my buddy, Joey Elias. Very excited about that. Um, love that dude. No, I don't get to see him nearly as much as I'd like to, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to see Joey on uh, Thursday night coming up this weekend. I'm still waiting to hear back. I did a phone interview last week as well, uh, for some, uh, activations for uh, Nintendo, which they seemed excited to have me, but I'm gonna have to give them a call back and say, Hey, what's the fucking story here? Am I working with you guys or not? Um, Yeah. You know, there's more shit going on. I'm going to see it tonight. I'll tell you guys about that next week. And that's it. All right. I've, I've, I've chatted my fucking face off. Jesus Christ. It doesn't take me long to get 56 minutes. Does it? Last thing in this episode, guys, my pal red sent me an email. She was listening a few episodes back and, um, she missed getting this in for last week, but red writes this. Hey, Josh, you talked in your last episode about not knowing anyone on both sides of a situation. And I think what, uh, she was referring to is when I was saying like, I'm looking for people that I can get advice from, but some people are either doing well or they're still, you know, not doing well. I don't really know anyone who was really at a low point in their life and just questioned everything and is now doing well and is okay. And like, Hey, I got out of it. Right. So that's what she's referring to. You talked in your last episode about not knowing anyone on both sides of the situation, uh, that you didn't know anyone who had both been, oh, she's expressing it. Never mind. Had both been really depressed about their current situation and then made the transition to a much happier place. Well, I am a person in your life that has done that. I worked in hospitality for a number of years and it would get uh, and would get a job and then 12 to 18 months later quit. Cause it just felt like it was hurting my soul back and forth for years. But deep down, I knew I always wanted to do the computer thing. I'd been big into it in high school, but just didn't know how to do it anymore. Sorry, how to do it anymore. Or if I could do it finally, with the support of my husband, I realized I just had to commit and try. Was it hard? Oh yeah. The hardest thing in my life. 
Was it painful? Yes. There were many fun things I had to sacrifice. Everyone else was going out to eat and doing trips and buying all the things they wanted, but I couldn't because I made a choice to go back to school and only have part-time work and put 100% of myself towards this. I was scared too. What if I failed? Uh, what I realized was that if I failed, uh, sorry, if I failed really, it really would be no different than before, except I knew I had tried and the regret of never trying, I think is worse than trying and failing. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, at least, you know, and you can move on. I think the key is to time box it. And yeah, and red and I were texting and stuff after she sent me this, um, make a decision, decide a time frame to accomplish your goal. For me, it was the time it took to complete the degree, not fail any classes and take on a full course load, which meant 2.5 years. Uh, if I started to get behind because I was failing classes, it meant I wasn't cut out for it. So as well as time boxing, you need to decide what the success looked like. It could mean many things depending on the situation, but I think if you are able to achieve your version of success in the time frame you accoladed, then you know, you can do this and you keep at it. If not, you abandon it knowing you tried your best, but you have to throw 100% of yourself into it. Uh, you will need to sacrifice things along the way. You need to only keep people in your life who are supportive of your goals. Don't let people derail you, uh, know what you want and attack it. Because if you don't, you'll always wonder what if, so maybe you can find a way to identify what you ultimately want. Give yourself a time frame to achieve it. Thanks red. I appreciate the email and there's a lot of good to what you're saying. Um, I appreciate the time that you spent texting with me as well. We were having a good conversation about that. I hope for anyone else who may be listening and doesn't want to reach out or whatever, um, maybe that was something that red said makes sense. I, I do appreciate that. What she said about the whole time boxing, it that's something that I haven't thought about a lot of people. Are, well, you don't know if you don't try, but then it's kind of like, well, how long do you keep trying? So I think that to say, like, I'm gonna leave myself this long to find out if it works and uh, go from there is, is reasonable. Uh, and I think that's a good thing too, because like you kind of decide, well, if, if in two years I'm not da 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 then I know I tried and it's not for me. And I think to the whole being like getting in a mentality, like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it my fucking all. And if I don't do it, it's not for me. And I think that I'm going to do that with, with the exercise and the working out is like, I got to commit to doing it five days a week. Even if I just get on there and do cardio on days where I'm not exercising the muscles, doing like weights and stuff, it's just like being like, no, you got to do it. And then if you don't, I mean, it's already in that point in my life where I'm like, well, I don't go to the gym every fucking day. So if I'm sitting around going, well, why am I not losing weight? Which I'm not doing, by the way, I don't question it. I know the fuck why I'm not, but instead of just questioning it, you're going, okay, well, I, I get it. I'm not putting everything I have into this. And that's why, but I think I, I, I do, I need to pick something and then time box it. And I, of course you guys, my onesies that are listening, well, hopefully you're still here when I start that. And, um, I know that right now I'm trying to get, again, just so I'm not wasting money. I'm trying to use up what I have in the house in terms of food. So I'm like trying to use up all my dried stuff, my oatmeals, my old pastas and things like that stuff that I have. And I'm like, I can cook and I can make meals out of and prep and whatever. I want to get that. I got so many organic cereals, you know, that I bought just boxes of cereals and, I, and I'm not talking about oatmeals. Like I got a, I got a fucking plethora of oatmeals, uh, powdered, you know, meal replacements and stuff like that. I just got to start fucking doing this stuff, treating it like a, you know, getting fucking serious about it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, I'm not hoping I'm going to do it. All right. I'm going to fucking commit to it. I want all of you listening to send me a fucking text message. All right. If you happen to be listening this early morning tomorrow, all right throw me a text message. Those of you that have my message or message me on Facebook or send me an email. All right. It's going to be really hard to take 10 fucking messages from friends and family that are listening to this that say, Hey, get to the fucking gym. 
you know, uh, if you guys are listening to this, I'm going to get up. I'm going to hope to be getting up at a decent time tomorrow, but I want the first order of business tomorrow to be to go to the gym and I will cook myself breakfast when I get home. I love to get up and make breakfast first. It's a great way to start doing something. And again, that, that, that sort of not bad feeling you have of eating. I love waking up and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make myself a cup of coffee, make myself some food, feel good. And then start puttering around. So I'm going to get up fucking dressed out the door, get to the fucking gym and then go from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, as things, uh, as things develop, uh, onesies, you guys will, will hear about it from me. This is your source for all things. Josh failed, whatever Kamar, I'm going to, I'm going to hope that Kamar has, Kamar's up bright and early and he's, he's been faithful listener since day one, which I do appreciate. So my big thing is Kamar, if you're listening to this fucking fire me a text message and be like, yo, get to the gym. And then hopefully it's, uh, you know, every, every, hopefully when I wake up every two fucking minutes, I'm getting a message, just like go there, go there. And I'll just, I'll feel that wave of support. I'm not making you guys accountable for it. I'm just saying it helps. All right. Because it's funny enough in my codependent state, I'm more willing to let myself down than I am willing to let other people down. So if I feel like I'm letting you guys down, believe it or not, I'm actually more, more likely to, uh, to do it fucked up. I know, but. Uh, Hey, I appreciate everyone who's been there for me. I appreciate all the people who continue to be there for me. You guys are fucking amazing human beings. My onesies are the absolute best. Thank you to Nova Scotia for all of your downloads. You guys are the number one onesies in the planet. Thank you. West coast, USA, California, Oregon. Thank you guys for, for your downloads. Uh, thank you. East coast, the East coast, a little bit quieter. Um, but I still appreciate it. Michigan's got some, some numbers coming up. I appreciate that. And thank you all the new countries internationally that are listening. You know, I get a, I get like one or two downloads, which I feel is either a bot in that area, somebody using a, uh, IP spoof, which, you know, they're downloading here in Canada or something and it's going whoop and just pretending that it's like fucking the middle of Russia or whatever, because Lord knows it's not like these people are listening all the time. You know, I'll get one download from Mongolia and then like for nine months straight, nothing. I don't think that that's a real download. I think it's either a bot or it's a, it's a spoof being used, but either way, I appreciate each and every one of you that will actually spend any of your time listening to me run my fucking mouth. I hope to have better stories for you. I always hope to have better stories, more upbeat podcasts, fun things going on next week. I will tell you what I thought of the second half of welcome to Marwin. I will tell you what I thought of the second half of the it movie series. Um, and I will tell you what my second day at the gym was like. <laughs> I've been before, but I'll tell you guys all the fun shit going on. I'll tell you about all the new jokes and all the, the you know, lighting the fire under myself to get shit going. I got a lot of things planned. I got a lot of lists with things on them to do. I just hope to be able to get to them with a smile on my face and to stop having nightmares. That was the funny thing I was talking about earlier was just that it's, I, I you know, you, you sleep is an escape. Usually when people are depressed, they just want to sleep because they want to feel right. Well, I go to sleep and I have nightmares about the things that are bothering me. So I can't. You know, they say that, that when you, when you dream, that's your brain trying to solve problems. And I know that, that I'm always in a state of trying to solve things and make things better. But, um, you know, I got, I got some depressions and, and some things like that. And, uh, and I can't even run from them from sleep. So I may as well be up trying to actually work on things that makes them go away. So you guys are the best in the fucking world. Every last one of my onesies is amazing. You're all, you're all great. Uh, email me, contact one podcast.com. I'd love to know what's going on with you. Fuck. Let's, let's make a community of people making each other better. Who gives a fuck? Just tell me what you want to tell me. Uh, you send me an email. I'll read it. You guys know the deal. I will chat with you next week. Please guys go out there and, uh, and, and, and live your best lives, man. Do something good for yourselves. And I will talk to you soon. Hip, hip.